If you enjoy listening to adventure stories, then you should visit thedihedral.com. You will find stories from other members of the community and read about climbing, life, and the outdoors. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Let's connect and climb on. Climb on! Hello, everyone. This is Carrot. Welcome to another episode of the Dihedral Podcast. I'm lucky to be joined today by someone who is entirely stoked on climbing to the point where she recently made a life-changing move to be further immersed in the rocks. She's an entrepreneur, climber, and expert on all things Red River Gorge. Having sent all types of grades all around the world, I'm so happy to be joined in our little corner of the globe by rock climber Lucia Lee. Lucia, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Hopefully it's a a fun and engaging talk. If it's not, it'll definitely not be because of what you've gone through. It'll be because of my questions. So I'll I'll try to do my best. Okay, that sounds great. uh, I really want to spend some time talking about risk and change kind of as a theme of the discussion. But before any of that, I'm hoping you'd be okay sharing a little about your origin story and let us know how you got into climbing. Okay, well, it all started in an even further remote area of the Upper Peninsula. Um, I Well, actually, I guess before that, I like to climb trees. And there's even like a photo of me as I was probably seven years old in a dress climbing a swing set. And I, I just love climbing stuff. I just didn't know rock climbing existed anywhere. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know that was an actual thing. Um, and I'm sure that's the story of most people as well. And then once I um, went to college, my friend who I would climb trees with, we would just go to parks and find these giant sturdy trees and be like, let's climb them. And we'd climb to the very top. And now thinking back, I'm like, what was I doing? I don't think yeah. I could free solo a tree. Right, you're free soloing trees at that point <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like it was like 20 feet tall or 30 feet tall. And I probably looked like a maniac, but she was like, you should try rock climbing. And I, I just, you know, I checked it out. It was kind of expensive. And, um, you know, I did climb a little bit, but I didn't really get into climbing until I got a internship with a company in Minneapolis. And there was a really great rock climbing community there. And that's when I started climbing, just top roping. And then I took my first lead class. But lead climbing was still very scary at the time. So that I believe was in, I think, 2014 okay um was around when I started climbing and um I went to a university called Michigan Tech it's in the upper peninsula as remote as you can be um as far as you can be from the Detroit area and still be in Michigan so it's a peninsula on the upper peninsula and um there was a rock climbing club there so after that internship I joined the club and I would climb there and that's where I kind of learned more things outdoor climbing um I the team or club outdoor rock climbing um I started seeing someone who was one of like the officers in the club and we went down to the Red River Gorge and that's when I did my first lead climb and it was like a five nine and I was pretty stoked on that but I was honestly I was so scared of sport climbing for probably like six years into my oh, climbing. Wow, yeah yeah I would do it but I would be shaking and scared yeah. and um but then I moved to Devil's Lake where I got to climb 
or I moved to um, somewhere in Wisconsin, like Appleton, Wisconsin, just another remote place. And then I learned how to trad climb at Devil's Lake, which I'm not sure if you know anything about Devil's Lake climbing, but it's not the place you want to learn how to trad climb. All right. <laughs> it's like all passive gear, really slippery rock. Um, so I lived in Wisconsin because I got my first job out of college. Uh, it's, it was an engineering job at um, a company called Georgia Pacific that makes like paper products. Um, but I was pretty stoked to have a outdoor climbing area nearby. And um, yeah, the, anyway, back to the climbing, it was scary trap. Like everything is extremely sandbag there. Like you were, I was happy to even climb a five, six and not die. Like that's how <laughs> I felt. Everything, like you couldn't so place scary. the cams. Um, they just slid out of the rock. It's basically glass. Unreal. Um, so you would climb with nuts, um, all passive gear. I did not know how amazing cam was until I went to Red Rocks, actually. Yeah. Um, and, but yeah, all our racks were just racks of passive gear, all nuts. I actually never placed a hex before. Um, and cleaning that stuff was terrible because you're like jamming these nuts into the yeah. cracks and just yanking on it really hoping that they wouldn't blow on you yeah and like so for the person cleaning it they had to like top rope while taking a nut tool and just like hammering that nut tool on them. yeah um, you're you're spending all your energy cleaning gear at that point yeah so i was probably primarily top roping but i got a couple leads in at that point um so i i moved to wisconsin in um 2016 and that's when i got to do some track there I mean, Wisconsin has some sport crags, but it's primarily trad and popular. Okay. Um, and I still didn't have a climbing gym yet, so I still wasn't very comfortable with sport climbing. Um, and then, um, yeah, there were just a lot of series of events that happened during this time that um, forced me to move back to Michigan. Some of them being that, like, my last year of college, my parents' house burned down. Oh my God. Like while we were on vacation. So it's like total loss. It, it was like a two year project to rebuild, move into that house. So, um, and I lived in the middle of nowhere in Wisconsin yeah. um, at this corporate job that I really thought like, oh, this is a great stepping stone. They called it the innovation center. I'm a product manager. And that was like just a really hard job to get out of college. So I was like, you know, I'm doing this thing to really develop my next steps of being an engineer and you know starry-eyed I'm gonna change the world kind of thing yeah. with my engineering career while like you know my family was really struggling in Michigan and then um my dad he is also an entrepreneur which is probably where I get it from um he picked up a series of I guess businesses that he he just took on too much for his plate um so my parents just like really needed my help at that time and with both the house so I originally was like okay I'm gonna just take a one-year break from my corporate job um and that's where my boyfriend at the time was living was in Wisconsin as well so I'm like okay I'm gonna take a job like take a one-month break move back to Michigan and that's that's it you know and then yeah. I'll be back you know I talked to my manager they're like as long as you just clean up your personal crap for that one month, like, we'll give you an unpaid leave, go home and come back. And I okay. want, I want your head to be clear of that. All of this, like, comes back to 
like my drive for climbing. So it was a lot of unexpected stuff. So I go home and, um, you know, my, my dad has all this mess going on with his businesses. Um, like he hired in this president that was, um, doing really bad stuff to his company. And then, you know, I'm trying to help with this house. We have a really bad contractor that's like working on the house or they're really terrible. They were just really hard to work with. There's a lot of different stuff going on. And literally I was, I was getting ready to return back to work. And literally the day before I was going to get in my car and drive back, I get a terrible call from my mom's cell phone. And it was a guy on the other side. And he's like, something bad happened to your mom. And I was like, Oh no, this is not oh my good. God, what? Turned out like she was um my mom also had her own business or has her own business. Um, so I guess I come from a family of entrepreneurs, but one of her business at the time was um buying plastics here and um connecting it with like a buyer in China. So mm -hmm. one thing that she had to do was like watch people load the plastics into the container take pictures of the plastic for logistics reasons and then the container gets shipped to china like she already has a buyer she sends all the pictures to like customs and the buyer um but the thing was my mom is also not a very careful person and she was in the container while it was getting loaded with pallets of plastic and the guy driving the forklift literally squashed her like pinned oh, her against no. the wall and then dragged her body in there. And I was like, she's dead. My mom's dead. <laughs> like He's like, he told me like, your mom's in the hospital. She got hit by a forklift. You need to go to the hospital right now. And um, at that time, like I had no idea what's going on. All I, the only thing I knew I had to do was like quit my job. I was yeah. like, I, okay. Like call my manager. And I was like, I'm not coming back. My, my mom's in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. So then my, my manager, like she, she was kind of brief about it. She was like, okay. Like I'm sure she was kind of fed up with me to like, yeah, to take that month off. So then I decided to stay home instead of returning to Wisconsin. Like I left my boyfriend. I mean, we were doing long distance. Um, yeah. I lost my engineering job that I thought like was had a lot of promise and then um and I left my apartment there and I just like, stayed in Michigan my mom was in the ICU for like a month I had to like continue to handle like so much random crap like the house building helping my dad with these right. businesses like he literally had like 10 different businesses that I had to like help him with. oh my god <laughs> like oh my god so like literally the only thing that kept me sane was rock climbing. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm gonna, you know, start going to the gym. And then my friend connected me with a friend. He was like, my brother rock climbs, you should like link up with him. And then I also had like a college friend in the area. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna climb. And then um, you know, I was just top roping a bunch and bouldering. And then um, and then I started sport climbing and it was just like the thing that took my mind off of all the chaos going around because my mom was like in the ICU for like a month 
and um, you know, with that Oof. help. Yeah. And we were seeing in like this temp housing at the time. Like there was there's right. so much other stuff that was going on that's like beyond what I'm saying. It's just like I'm just not gonna clutter your podcast with all the crap that was going that's on. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, at this in like the same time, like Mike's uh, sister's friend was like living with us and her mom there was like all this stuff going on with her like um like her her and her mom got in a fight and then you know someone called wolf and like they had to get like a restraining order so she had to stay on my plate it was like a complete mess there, there was like all these people staying in this tiny little house while we were waiting for a house to get built and we didn't know if our house was going to get built on time. Right, and, because. Yeah, so I, at that point, I was like, okay, well, you know, like, I don't know what's going on with my life. I definitely need a lot of therapy. So I, like, found a therapist. Yeah. And then I also found a personal trainer, like, just for working out. And, right. like, you know, I told him, he's like, what, what do you want to do? He's like, I usually work with people that are out of shape, but like, you seem pretty fit. And I was like, I just want to get strong rock climbing. I was like, yeah. I'm going to get strong rock climbing. Like, that's the, awesome. Yeah. So like in a time when I felt like my life was like, so out of control, the only thing I felt in control of was like rock climbing, like yeah. my progress rock climbing. Um, and then I don't know if you wanted to go over that quote that I posted. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah. let's take some steps to get there. Yeah. So you're at Michigan Tech, <laughs> okay. which is way in the Upper Peninsula. Yeah. What kind of climbing are you doing there? Is it just bouldering? It's like, do they have a, a top gym? roping? Okay, we had, that's a good question. So we had we had um, a wall that was made of plywood, totally homemade. Um, the height of like your typical college gym like yeah. track field gym like basketball court yeah so about probably like two and a half stories tall literally three top ropes one was vert one had a bulge and one had a roof so after that <laughs> nice. roof was pretty awesome it was like a like 12 foot roof I oh my god what i would imagine you would see at like um that place in chattanooga with the roof climbing yeah yeah um i've never been to chattanooga but um but yeah so I really enjoyed that roof climbing and I think it actually helped me later in my life climbing in the red that's sweet yeah. I want to see pictures of that that sounds awesome yeah I don't know if they like I think they might have changed the pitch of the roof like they might okay. have like added something because the roof was a little intense like you had to climb up again only three ropes there <laughs> like you only yeah. have a limited amount of climbs um like every semester they would set a beginner uh, intermediate and advanced route the beginner would be probably like a five nine route okay. the intermediate could range between like a five nine to or i guess five ten to like five eleven like hot hard eleven and then the advanced route would be like five twelve plus i don't know who yeah. knows like it's it was like usually like um like the really good climbers that said that, like the ones that were just bored, came to Michigan Tech, they were probably part of a climbing team and then came yeah. and was like, okay, let's like put on the hardest thing I can say. And we yeah, probably, for sure. No one would ever be able to climb those. But oh, we yeah. would try because you had, lit, so in total you had nine routes that you could climb. And throughout the semester, yeah. like 
maybe someone would add like one or two routes but like it wasn't that big it was literally yeah. again three ropes um i really but yeah the the roof was really cool because you would climb and then there would be like a redirectional draw that you would have to like unclip in the beginning of the roof so if you don't make it like past have the halfway of the point of the roof you would take like the biggest rope swing ever out of yeah and you're not getting back on at that point you're just lower me yeah so um it was a lot of that because nine months out of the year was probably snowing up there yeah so i guess we did like a lot of ice climbing there um but not a lot of outdoor rock climbing like there is a really good outdoor uh crag there and i did spend the summer up there it's called silver mountain that's really good and my friend um i became friends with like the developer there paul pepin and cool it's amazing climbing like super great but again like there's probably like 30 routes total there so it wasn't that much climbing and i was also scared shitless at the time like i yeah i couldn't really climb anything above a 510 on leave like yeah that was like the early days of your your climbing so off to wisconsin back to michigan your mom gets run over by a forklift <laughs> and i just want to like come back to that story real quickly yeah is your mom your mom's okay i'm hoping yeah, right? my mom it's it's actually super impressive she's like the smallest person ever like i'm a small person she's tiny she probably weighs like 80 pounds and yeah. she's like a vegan and she's stubborn so she like powered through it the people at the icu were like wow i can't i have never seen someone recover this fast like she broke both her collarbones every single rib bone oh and like fractured her pelvis yeah that's crazy and then like even after like a month in the icu she was like in the bed like she was bed bound for like three months all right so she gets out of the icu she's made a full recovery right yeah okay good yeah. okay so like my so this is how crazy it is so one of the businesses that were just kind of crazy that my dad got into was like a massage place and Mm. there was like this guy that he knew that he got connected with and he's like I want to start this massage place and like I just want you to invest in my dad's like cool like I'm not gonna do a thing like you do all the work so they signed this five-year commercial lease that guy dips out so then like that was one of the projects my dad wanted me to help with I've never run a business before. So I just, yeah, I do a terrible job. Like I tried to bring in <laughs> friends. You're an engineer, right? Yeah. yeah, it was terrible. So like after maybe two years into it. So like, I guess this is like probably two years since my mom got it. Like my mom actually, she like, she decides to go to massage therapy school and oh, take wow. over the business. So like, this is someone who like, you know, broke every single bone yeah. in her upper half. During that time, also, like she breaks her foot too oh because she's again extremely not careful of a person. Yeah. And like my sister accidentally ran over her foot. Oh my god, your poor mom! <laughs> I know she's that's terrible. But like you know, as a massage therapist, you're always on your feet. You're always using your body. Yeah. She, she does that she runs it like that's amazing it's crazy like so she is and the, my inspiration 
they got back into the house too, right? Like eventually the house was completed. Yeah, eventually the house was completed and like we, we're all, yeah, the house is done. Everything's done. That's part of the, that, that was decently smooth okay. relative to the rest of my life. All right. Other than like the clothes, like the, the house builder, they, they sucked, but um, yeah, you know, whatever, like it, wor- it worked out. Yeah, it worked and out. So- um, so this is in like the lower peninsula of Michigan. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So it's the um, in like the suburbs of Detroit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you're back. Um, yep. So I'm back home helping my dad with his businesses. You know, first trying to do the spa. That was like a really crazy learning experience. Um, during that time, I had to go back to Wisconsin to pack up my stuff. So I was like, right, okay, of I'm course. gonna. I'm going to stop by my workplace and everything. And at that time, like, you know, this was probably, I mean, I had been home for like two months and um, yeah, because my lease ended, like I still had a couple months on my lease. So then I went back and packed up all my stuff in a van and came back. And I just, I wasn't sure if I was making the right decision. Like I made a decision, you know, at that point when I called my manager to quit, I made a decision, you know, clearly I, I just didn't know like if, like what implications it was going to have on my life. And I guess the thing was like, that was a decision that kind of didn't really feel like I had control over. I was like, okay, this is what I got to do. Yeah. But, um, you know, leave, leaving your first job in general, like quitting a job is hard and like, leaving a first job is hard and then leaving your field to like work on a business is like the hardest thing um because small businesses aren't easy like and people are always like oh yeah glamorous business owner entrepreneur it's not glamorous it's a lot of work and a lot of like being on like learning every single thing at everything single aspect about a business so like for me, I wasn't like, oh yeah, I made it. I was like, what am I doing with my life? I'm throwing away my engineering career. Right. Like all my friends are engineers. And I'm like, what are they going to think of me? And like, so when I ran into my manager, like my mentor at my company, like I was like picking up my box. It was like stereotypical, go in, HR gives you your box. You're not allowed to enter the building. That's amazing. Yeah. I like text my manager. I'm like, Hey, come say bye to me. Oh my God. And then she like comes out and she's just like all right goodbye like so yeah i'm just like i'm in crisis right yeah, now like you lived a my movie life is blowing up yeah I'm like say this something is crazy yeah like tell me that like it's gonna be okay like tell something. me i should stay like tell me something like tell me what i should do because everything up to this point was governed by like i really like having mentors like i really like having someone to tell me what to do yeah. and the fact that she was just like all right, you made your decision. Goodbye. Like, I was like, what is going on? And then I was just like, am I like, she could tell that I was like nervous. And that's when she was just like, you made a decision, own it, like turn around, own it. You're going to do fine. And that's when I was like, that was like a switch that became like me from me always like looking up to people to me being like okay I need to take control over my own life and start taking ownership over my life and like yeah I need to move forward like I need to start I can't like stop 
like life keeps going and like yeah. you're either gonna drift back or you're or you're gonna like spearhead your life and like that was like ultimately the biggest turning point in my life when I was like okay now I need to go find a therapist find a personal trainer like learn how to run a business and like be a sane person I guess totally. make some friends probably I don't know and at the center of all of this is is rock climbing like allowing yeah. your, your oh yeah to definitely focus on something yeah so then like I mean it was like pretty difficult for me to really get into rock climbing I, it wasn't difficult for me to get into bouldering but it was like really difficult for me to find climbing partners in the area like I did have yeah. like that climbing partner from um college but he ended up moving away to Bozeman after a couple months so that sucked um Typical. so I was literally like going around the bouldering area um trying to like find rope climbing partners and like now looking back it's kind of hilarious because like I have a lot of bouldering friends they hate rope climbing so I'm oh, like yeah. this person going and like bouldering it was like good I was bouldering so much because like I truly think bouldering just makes like I've taken strong boulders and like turned them into like strong rope climbers good we need that I haven't like done the opposite I mean I haven't been like recruiting rope climbers to go bouldering <laughs> Let's go but, the other way. yeah um, but like, I was just like literally so desperate for any rope climbing partner. I would like go up to random people and be like, uh, yeah, you know, my grade, like you want to rope climb and yeah. like, you know, it's kind of funny because like people were probably like, oh, this chick is trying to like get me to rope climb. You know, that never happens. It's like, yeah, right. probably usually the other way around. So, um. I got into some awkward situations like that. Like one of my climbing partners, like um, that was like the brother of a friend. He was a brother of my sister's friend. So he was the, my sister was like, oh, my brother rock climbing should go like get him to climb with you. So yeah. like, I'm like, how does he look like? He's like, he looks like me. So I found like the guy who looked like him, like stalking him. I literally kind of felt like stalking That's great. <laughs> So I like wave him down. I'm like, hey, let's go. And then I'm like, have you heard of the red? Do you want to come to the red with me? Because like at this yeah. point, like I majority of my climbing time, like by now it's probably like 2018. So I started climbing in like 2014. So four years have gone past. I've probably been climbing for eight years. So yeah. for like the first four years, like I spent a lot of time outdoor climbing like yeah. I didn't have a gym near me I wasn't like a really good sport climber either but I just spent a lot of time outdoor climbing because I didn't have a gym sure. so I like rope him into um I'm like let's go to the red he's like yeah let's do it and then I was just like cool he's like I just went to the red last week with my brother but um we like we could go to the red this week and then he also mentioned something like about him like never seeing his girlfriend or anything. So then um I was like, well, maybe you should talk to your girlfriend about that. He's like, no, yeah. that's cool. Let's go to the red. And like we were just friends, like we've always just been friends. Yeah, I love the ambition of this guy though. Yeah. Like, sure, we let's did go. go to the red. He didn't have his girlfriend. So then I get like start getting these like Instagram messages from this guy's girlfriend, like pitching oh me out, like, oh, come how on. dare you go on the solar trip to the red? I was just like, I just <laughs> what? 
I just want a climbing friend. And like, mind you, I, I still have like my long distance boyfriend that's in Wisconsin too. So I oh, back in Wisconsin. Okay. Yeah. I thought I thought we dropped him when you moved back. He's still in the picture. All right. Sure. Like, um, he just didn't really come visit me that much, which is yeah. kind of why things ended up going different. Yeah, yeah, totally. But, but like, I did. I was like at that time, like like I've always been kind of a tomboy I've always had a lot of guy friends I never thought about how hard it was to be like a lone wolf woman hitting up all these guys to go climbing yeah and um yeah obviously it causes some complications now that like looking back but like yeah so then like we have a great trip I'm like getting thrashed on these 511s taking giant whips getting like the shit scared out of me just yeah I was it was I was so scared like climbing 511s then and um but I was also like there's something empowering to climbing with a bunch of like people you've never climbed with one is like you don't want to act scared all the time like you want to be like excited you want to like right. show them especially if you're trying to find new climbing partners you want to show them how enthusiastic you are so I was like okay, I'll try this even though I'm super scared and like I fall. And I think that was like number one. One of the best things I did for climbing was like climbing with so many different climbing partners and being out of my comfort zone. Um, yeah. Because when I was like climbing with my boyfriend at that time, like he was a very strong climber. Like, you know, he was like climbing 12s. I was climbing 10s. And mm -hmm. like, he was always like my safety net. Like if I couldn't get up a climb, he would. Yeah. You know, if I was too scared to climb I could always fail so yeah. like without him in the picture of climbing I was like okay well I have to get to well someone has to get to the top of that climb like even if we're whipping here we got gear to clean yeah for sure yeah like I didn't know that there was such thing as stick clipping your way up yeah. I, I don't even think I owned a stick clip like I had no yeah. like, I didn't know all those fancy techniques that you can like you know save totally. your gear um so yeah then I come back you know, he obviously, his girlfriend gets mad at him. Then I'll lose my only climbing partner. Well, so I guess sad. that was my second because my first climbing partner moved away. So that then I was like, okay, back to the hunt, back to finding another climbing partner. Yeah. Um, so I like I would boulder and just find climbing partners. And um that's like honestly how I got strong. Like yeah. just climbing with all these different people and like seeing how they climbed and how stoked they were like showed me that I should like you know be more brave and climb harder and it was like that was how that was the only time I got to be social because other than that I was like pulling like 12 hour days at least and then um and then just like you know I always had to like if anyone asked me if I wanted to climb I was like yes because right. I was scared that if I said no, they wouldn't invite me to climb again. So I was like, yeah, I was like a yes girl, I guess. And yeah. Like, yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. And then, um, so eventually like my boyfriend at the time moves out to Utah and then like things are clearly not working out because like no one is like, I don't really have time to visit him. I'm traveling a lot for work. Like I'm going from like trade show to trade show and stuff like that. Cause like, I'm like handling a lot of the sales at um, this technology company that I am currently running now. But at that time I was like getting onboarded onto it. Yeah. Um, and then, 
So I'm traveling all the time. And when I'm home, I want to like climb and I want to meet people. I want to find climbing partners. So like I really went out there. He really came out to me because he was like probably in a similar situation where he was trying to like establish his life out in Salt Lake City. And then so things just kind of ended. But like we were like best friends and we were I really looked up to him as a climber. And um, since like you know, he taught me everything I knew about climbing. I just felt kind of like lost when everything ended. But then like, I met friends. Um, but then I also met like, the person I'm currently dating. And he kind of like, at the time, he was a weaker climber than me, but he really believed in me. And he was like, um, like, I was taking a trip out to Red Rocks with some friends, I think he had a broken leg. And he like, literally surprised me with a rat trad rack and that he like, put together from mountain project he that's said, so I was awesome gonna, he was like i was gonna say this for your birthday but like since you're going to red rocks like i've been slowly piecing this together and like you know like that was the first time anyone was like gave me the confidence of like you can do it like y- like you are strong enough to like be independent and really push yourself climbing yeah um so that was really motivating and then like then I had another secret goal which I've never said publicly but uh my goal was to climb a 513 before my ex-boyfriend did which I'm not sure if I succeeded he may have but he never posted anything about it until let's just say that you did it exactly so so internally I think I won no if somebody writes the a movie about your life <laughs> totally you you won for, for sure and like so I, I think listening I like did. you'll get there like he'll <laughs> keep working you know he'll, he'll make yeah it. um so yeah I did a, I think I ended up climbing a 513 first but at that point like it was so like I was already like we were all doing our own things it didn't really matter yeah. it was more like a little thing inside my head like ha 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 but um, my awesome. friends my um girlfriends and I talk about it that breakups actually make you a better climber because a lot of my girlfriends like after they have had breakups like regardless if you broke up with someone and someone broke up with you like a lot of they all of them have always like hit the training wall and started like like found their bravery and like I could not agree more it's so funny like I'll see somebody who I've known for a while to start climbing really hard at the gym and I'll just be like they broke up with somebody like that's what happened like, if you want to get better at climbing break up with whoever don't don't actually do that yeah, yeah I, I know 100 i know unless they're like engaged or something like you gotta keep your mouth shut you know you yeah. don't want to be that person <laughs> that wrecks no, someone's hand but so, if, they're, if they're just girlfriend boyfriend it's good you know it's fine yeah exactly it's, it's, <laughs> it's helpful so you're getting super strong uh, things are starting to settle down w- w- with your life. You're, you're, you're crushing things mm-hmm. in the Detroit area, climbing scene, yeah. driving out to the red all the time. Um, and you, you, you get another job. Is that, is that true? Like another? Um, so actually, I actually, so I'm still with the same job. Um, it's okay. just like, I know what I'm doing more so now. Um, and I'm like now I'm like straight up just running the company with myself yeah look at you (laughs) so like it was it was a really interesting time because like so you know I moved back 2017 going into 2018 
to Michigan. Um, and then, you know, I get that personal trainer and I actually see, you know, see a lot of gains, just like, there was like a before after picture of six months. I'm like, I'm feeling super confident, you know, oh, at this nice. point, I'm like leading 11 minuses and stuff like that. And then as soon as I start like picking up, like all these different climbing partners, I like, I'm seeing like myself starting to work on 11 pluses and feeling confident. And I always made it a point to like take a whipper every session, just like Good for you, like if I didn't take a whipper that session, I didn't try hard enough. Like, That's awesome. Even if I didn't want to. So it kind of like normalized the feeling of falling. Um, yeah. Like I used to be like so scared, you know, shaking. Yeah, scary. Um, and then, but I started like, when I was climbing tens, I started, I like, there was this defining point and I'll always remember to it. I'll always remember. It was when I was still in Wisconsin actually. And I was climbing this 10 plus. And then like, I'm like passing the bolt, my arms are getting numb. And then I'm like shaking. And then I hit a jug and I like was able to like relax a little bit. My arms are still numb though. I'm, yeah. Like, death gripping. And then like, I clip, still numb, keep climbing, get to the anchors, clip the anchors. And I think that was like a turning point where I'm like, whoa, you can still climb when you can't feel your arms. What a great... Um, experience <laughs> yeah and then there was another experience where i did like i took my first whipper indoors and i didn't die obviously. yeah You're that's good that's a bonus <laughs> and i was like oh my god i'm still alive so i think because of that whipper i was like okay now every time i climb i'm gonna like take whips um so yeah then um and then getting like a gym membership after like after i started like after I found like that second climbing partner, the one yeah. whose girlfriend made him not climb with me anymore, like he convinced me at that time to get a gym membership and that made a huge improvement. Like I live like 30 minutes from the gym, so it's not convenient yeah, to go right. to the gym. And um, you know, gym memberships are expensive. But I'm like, okay, I guess I'll do this. So then I started getting going to the gym a bunch, doing that. Um, but all this time, like I was traveling a lot. So then, um, you know, I started meeting friends slowly and then like, I think in like end of 2019, like people from the gym actually started inviting me to the run. It wasn't like, it was no longer like, it, I was probably like bothering them a bunch, but I was <laughs> traveling a lot for work. Yeah. So like I come back. I take this like trip to China, half visiting family, half for work. And then I like literally get a text message, like as I'm flying home from China being like, we're going to the red next weekend. You want to join? And I was oh, like, yeah. yes, I'm coming. That's so awesome. then I was like, these are like people that I'm like pretty strong at the gym. Like they were like definitely stronger than me. Um, I go with them to the red. And, you know, we started hopping on 12s, like no one sends it, but like, I was like, okay, this is like kind of fun. And yeah. then, um, then I go with this other person, like in two weeks after that, that was like a little bit stronger mm -hmm. or I don't know. Yeah. He's stronger. He's definitely more experienced and he was definitely like more connected with the community in the red. 
Okay. Um, and he knows, like, he knows that he was the start to like me climbing harder because yeah. like before then, like every time I got on a climb outdoors, I would climb out once and like, you know, you, I would never get back on a route. It was like too scary. If I didn't send it, it was too scary or yeah. too much work where it was like, right. what? Or your mindset's like, what would be different if I hopped on it for the second time? Right. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Um, but he introduced me to the project mentality. So I get on this 11, I think it's in like 11A or 11B to go to the, um, you know, he's projecting 12s and I get on it. I fall down like, oh, it's kind of scary. You know, and then he, if I belay him on his project, he's like, you're going to get back on that. I was like, I no, I get what <laughs> he's like, just go up there, get into the Waco and rest as long as you want. And when you feel good, get to the chains. And then like I was like, okay. So I get there, I go to Waco. I probably sit in there for like five minutes. I'm like, I think I'm ready. And I'm like trying to imagine like all the moves to get to the chains. And then like, and then I do it. And then I send it. And I'm like, so cool. I was like, holy shit. Like awesome. yeah, I'm like. This is like literally the first 11 I've ever sent in my life outdoors. Yeah. Um, and then like later, I think on that trip, like we meet up with his friends and like, you know, I, I fall on this like 11, it's called hip to the jive. It's like a popular climb at the chocolate factory. Um, this girl that was like projecting pure imagination was like belaying me on it and I was like falling and scared shitless. And then, um, and then we like, you know, he flashes that it's his warm up, but then we go and meet up with his friends and like they're projecting like this 12C called Dainty Butterfly. And like they have the draws up, and I'm like, well, I'm like too scared to climb anything else. I don't want to put up draws anywhere. And I don't want to like, you know, find a route because I like don't really yeah. know that much about outdoor climbing yet. And, um, you know, they're all waiting, you know, they project, they climb once, you wait an hour, you know, that's like generally how. Bill project in the red and like everyone's just saying I'm like can I hop on the route like I'm, yeah. I, I just want to climb something good so, for you and then um maybe someone suggested that. I don't know maybe I maybe I wasn't like the the warrior being like oh, yeah I'm no gonna, let's I like that part but of that I get yeah. on the climb something <laughs> yeah. and, like his friend asks me and he's also like you know a very strong climb in the red he asked me like oh have you ever hopped on a 12 before I'm like i I don't think I've ever sent an 11. So this actually must have been the day previous to me sending that 11. Okay. I was like, I've actually never sent an 11 before. And he's like, all right, good luck. Yeah. So then I started climbing it. And like, I've been climbing at this point for like five years. So like, I climbed pretty well. Like I could top rope 12 and stuff. Yeah. And like, he's like, he's actually, he's like, whoa, you look really good on that. You know, I'm like falling, you know, tried to get to the crux falling, trying to piece together pieces of data still falling um you know and then like they were like holy crap like you should be climbing 12s i'm like nice. really <laughs> so cool. i'm like i don't know kind of scary i can't get to the anchors um and then i it was actually funny because i like you know the guy um the guy that was asking me if i've ever climbed 12 before and like saying like oh you should be climbing 12 like he was about to take off and I'm like, no, you should give that route another shot. Like you were so close because he was falling at the anchors. And then I gave him like this piece of data. I'm like, there's like a holdout, right? You should try. He's like, really? I was like, yeah. And then like 
he actually used my beta and sent it. Yeah, he did. That's great. <laughs> I was like, whoa. And then um, and then the next, I think I went back to Michigan. So like us Michiganders, we're like weekend warrior, you know, like we're taking that yeah. six hour drive to the red like every other weekend. It's slightly miserable. Um, <laughs> but also worth it because you know, it's all about the outdoor climbing for me. And then um two weeks after that, I sat my first 12A. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Man, that's so good. Yeah, and I was like, holy shit. And then, yeah. like, and then two weeks after that, I go back to the red and I run into that guy that was, you know, that I helped gave him beta on for that 12. Yeah. And he's like, we're like, oh, I met you that weekend. I met you too. And then like, you know, I sent my second 12A, like while That's he was projecting so cool. like his 13B. And like, you know, it was just super cool, like linking up with him and like him giving me tips on like how to project and like yeah, just having the confidence. I think it's like having people that believe in you and like That's people just like were just so supportive of me. Um, and then after that, it was just like, you know, I think I sent I like flashed a 12A, like in two weekends after that yeah. it was just, and then going to gym and just starting to like put down all the 12 minuses That's in so the gym awesome. and then at that point the end of 2019 and COVID hits right everything shuts down um like people are not supposed to go outdoor climbing so then I just started like just training and yeah um at, by now I've had three 12 A's in the bag and I'm like okay I'm just gonna train really hard um like I put up this like plywood spray board underneath my parents basement stairs like you mm-hmm. know like how basements are like yeah totally unfinished I'm like well this looks like a solid structure so I bought like two pieces of plywood Sweet. drilled some holes in them like stuck some peanuts and just like drilled them underneath the staircase found an old mattress threw under there and oh, just like nice. ran up and down it like for like three minutes running up and down that's cool Um, yeah and then and then I like got pretty strong did a bunch of ab workouts a lot of zoom ab workouts and then I got like kind of tired of just being inside and I was like well I used to live in the upper peninsula and like my one of my best friends still lives up there and like no one will notice if I just like dip out to the upper peninsula yeah so um me and my new boyfriend at the time, we go to the Upper Peninsula and we just stay with my friend because it's like, okay, we haven't been in contact with anyone. Probably right. won't spread COVID. We're just going to hang out up there in, in his house. And then, then I go back to like my original climbing ground, Silver Mountain. And I just like send everything. Yeah. yeah. I felt so good. Like send everything like in a matter of a week. Um, we go to like, uh palisade head which is beautiful track climbing in minnesota i didn't send every, everything there that, that that's climbing is kind of scary but we climbed there it was really nice yeah. it was just like lots of good outdoor climbing and then till like gyms and the red started reopening i spent actually then i i think it started becoming socially acceptable to climb in the red so i spent like all summer climbing in the red yeah um you know, everything's closed down, everything's remote. And that's like, I think that was a huge change was just like having everything closed down and everything be remote. Um, yeah. Like I, it, it 
just gave me the opportunity to climb more. I just totally. like climbed so much. And um, then I don't even know at this point what year it was. I think gyms reopened up and then I would take um, me and my boyfriend during COVID, we built out a van. So then we like, cool. we, we realized like we could work remote a lot. Like I was my own boss. He was a grad student and um, all his work was on the computer. So we would drive the, the van down to the red, stay there for a couple of days at a time, like a week at a time and climb and come back. But the thing about the red is a lot of the roads are like dirt roads, hard to access the crags. So then, um, so then we bought a house. Oh yeah. And then we like, we realized like, well, I guess, so we first rented a house with some friends down there. They're like, mm-hmm. we had a couple of friends that were just as into climbing as us. Um, like, I think at the time we were climbing like low 12s, mid 12s. Um, and they were like, hey, I have some time off of, they're, they're like med students. They're like, I have a month off. Why don't like, you guys seem to be down at the red a lot. Would you be interested in like splitting like a small townhouse in Stanton, which is like 30 minutes from the red. And we're like, I don't know. And then we're like, let's do it. Yeah. So then like living down there and being so close to the crags, like showed us the possibility that you can just like, you know, you can work and then you can go to your projects. And like, yeah. then I started putting down like, I think that season I put down like a um, couple 12 C's and like, good ones I never thought I would be able to that's like, amazing. Six, which is like just crazy reachy like dynamic yeah. long and like stain which is like really crimpy that's awesome bouldery route um put those down and I was like you know what like I think I can climb at 13 like yeah live down here I mean right. I guess I probably I probably would have been able to like even if I didn't live down there but I was like I really want to climb a 13 in in order to climb a 13 I think I actually like have to do this again right um and then yeah that's when we made our decision to like buy a house down there that's so cool and like just focus more time on climbing because like I always knew I wanted to focus more time on climbing but I just like didn't know how that would look in my life yeah and um basically like I realized the answer is like just do what you want I love that like figure out figure out the logistics later like go do what you want yeah life's too short and for sure you know like if you're trying to like pre-plan everything you're not gonna do anything so right um so we bought a house and then every day was just like you know work go to your projects get like a couple burns on your projects go back home sweet life I love that it's it's really like amazing climb until the weather conditions turn to crap okay now we can like whenever the conditions are bad we generally like head back to Michigan because that's like where um my office is and um obviously I had to like get the company stable to a point where I could like dip out yeah Um, I'm like very lucky to have that opportunity but obviously there were there was a lot of blood sweat and tears involved to make that happen right um and there's still like it's still like 
gets hard, but like I just prioritize climbing because that's what makes me happy. Like, yeah, of course. I like climbing because again, like how I mentioned, like I feel like I have control over my climbing. And um, and it's just always teaching me about things, like about what I can handle. Like, you know, I get on a project, it feels really hard. Um, and then seeing that progression of being able to like make progress every time you hop on it I guess not every time but like relatively every time you see like some form of progress it just teaches me that like if you work hard at something you'll see progress like oh yeah it's so metaphorical like for life you know there's so many yeah literally like if I'm having a bad day and I'm letting my emotions take the best of me I'm gonna have a bad time climbing but if I'm like you know come in with a positive attitude and like try as hard as I can I generally have a better time. Yeah, for sure. No, yeah. for sure. So I, I want to talk for a second about this post you made on Instagram that sort of inspired me to um, to get a hold of you. I, I really, I really like the way you worded it. I liked everything about it. But, so I'm wondering if you could read read it to us yeah. from a couple of weeks ago at Red Rocks. I think it's at Red Rocks, right? Yeah, that was. So time. before you, as as you're pulling them up, let me just say to anybody listening, like if you're not following. Um, Lucia in the sky, <laughs> I think three wise on Instagram, you're missing out on like just some beautiful climbing photos and really kind of motivational um, posts that, that she makes. So I strongly recommend you, you look into her. So anyway, yeah, if, if you have it up, I'd love to hear like you read the words that you wrote. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll try to read it well. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to do great. <laughs> so, I mean, this kind of like encompasses a lot of what I talk about. Um, you know it was like when I was writing this I was like how do I write everything that brought me to this point in like in this one I guess post yeah um so it says as I was getting prepared to walk out the door and leave my current opportunities filled with secure promises for the unknown I looked back at my mentor unsure if I was making the right decision Without hesitation, she told me to turn around, be confident, and don't look back. And that's what I did. There are many things in life you can't control, but how you interact with those challenges will make a world of difference. Life is an adventure, so treat it like one. Do the things you want to do, even if they don't feel secure. Take everything every day, oh, sorry, take in everything every day and do the best you can do. Stay curious, open-minded, strong, and stubborn back to the grind yeah that's so good I love everything about that so you you made that post so is that about another big change that you've um I think it's just like a whole encompass of like my entire life is a change I mean yeah like so the thing is like that decision what I talk about um stepping away from an engineering career that you were trained from like the moment that you were in middle school like in middle school yeah. you were told that you got to do middle good in middle school because your grades don't matter yet so you can do well in high school and you do so well like work really hard in high school so you can go to college and then do really well in college so you can find a good job and that's like they say the recipe for success um so like your entire life you were told that 
you have to be perfect. Like you have to have a good career, like a career of an engineer. You know, engineers have obviously really secure, straightforward careers. Like it's just this, I don't even know how to, like you be a good engineer. And, you know, I went to this like really like, it was like only an engineer school. It wasn't like a creative thinking school. It was like, yeah, this is your industry engineer. Like you got to do this. You got to wear your engineering ring and like be true to engineering and the people around you and like serve the corporations that you work for. And that's like how they define success. And yeah. to like, you know, turn around and like step away from that. It took me like a long time to accept that that was the right decision that like you worked literally your entire life to get to this point and you're just like throwing it in the trash can right there you know and um i will actually say i'm lucky enough that i did not have to make that decision on my own yeah like the universe forced me to make that decision it sure seems like it right um i don't know if i would be the same person if i stayed on that track and just like i'm always reflecting back on like you know would i have made that decision on my own and like i do strongly encourage people just to like if they really want something to make that decision even if they feel like it's insecure because like when I was working a corporate job, I was trying to figure out how to, how to do that job, but also accomplish everything I want to do. Like yeah. I'm a traveler. I'm a no, I'm a nomad. Like I don't like staying in one place and to work like a corporate job. You have to do that. I was away from climbing. Um, like there's not a lot of jobs around big climbing areas like unless you're right. like living in salt lake or like near rifle or something like there's you have to travel and like the funny thing was like during this process i would have like these friends that were very successful and i'm like driving around in my van you know hitting up these climbing areas and like they're like wow you've made it yeah I'm, like it's funny to say that because like you've made it in the sense of what everyone tells you and making it is like right. you have that six-figure job you know you're a manager you have a house you have nice cars right i'm like this dirt bag so it like you know people are saying like to me they're like you know from a engineering professional stamp from a corporate professional standpoint they're like you're who i want to be i'm like yeah honestly just quit your job and yeah. like, go do what you want right it seems so simple but it's so hard at the same time that's yeah. the best People, way to put it yeah like quitting your job letting go of security is yeah. the hardest thing it's so like in some ways i got lucky that like I was so overstressed that I actually just, you know, like I popped, I was like, yeah. goodbye, throwing everything away. And I'm like moving forward with it. Like, obviously you can't just like pop and melt and let the world like keep going without you. Like, 
sure. that's why like what you do makes the world a difference like you have to like pick that direction and freaking sprint and like yeah. do it um yeah and like i i guess i'm just like i'm constantly battling change i'm like constantly yeah. every day i wake up i'm also like you know like most people like love steve jobs quotes like he made a quote that's like if you wake up three days in a row like not happy with how your life is make that change all right steve jobs i love that yeah. that's great yeah obviously i was like said it not as eloquently as i'm sure him. it's better like yeah. again the whole time you're talking i'm just imagining what a climbing movie would be like it's your <laughs> life story you know and so like yeah clearly your quotes are better than steve jobs <laughs> in, our, in our version yeah. of, of, of your story yeah and it, it was funny because i was like actually just chatting with um my ex who i was like you know he was like congrats on the third like breaking into a new grade blah blah and i was like oh yeah like okay i'm gonna try to get a 14 in a year i don't know if that's gonna happen yeah but i'm like this is my plan to do this i'm gonna first climb like some more 13s and then by next season i want to like start projecting like cds oh, yeah. and then by the next season i'm gonna climb 14a and so he's just like wow super ambitious like that's crazy i was just like but it's like it's not that crazy because like you are clearly strong enough and that's right. also your goal but you're just not like making that yeah you know pushing for that put it out there yeah like, for sure you just have to have your eyes on the prize i guess like just really question yourself like what do you want in life like i knew i always wanted to travel like i have family in china i don't want to like be bound down by a corporate job and never see them like i wanted to yeah. visit my grandparents i wanted to visit my friends that were across the country um and i also wanted to be there for my family like you have to like list out everything that you want to do that like you don't really want to sacrifice because it's like you have one life to live why would you sacrifice key things that are important to you like I love yeah. my family. Like, I love my parents. I want to be there for them. If, you know, I found myself like thinking like, oh, like if I were to see someone else in my situation, I would have been like, go help your family. So if yeah. I would have been an outsider being like, go help your family, then that's what I should be doing. You know, right. so, like, that's why I'm here. I'm like, I want to help my family because I, I love them. Um, like I want to spend as much time with them as I can on this earth. But at the same time, I also want to be close to climbing. Yeah. And the only way to make that work is to like buy a house because then I can like have a nest there and yeah. work so cool. and climb. And um, also I like want to see friends. So it's like, I can't like, I had to find a really specific job if I want to like travel and climb and everything. So I just had to make what I was like, given work yeah and yeah so that's where i am that's amazing <laughs> man it's, it's so amazing so in all honesty I, I do have a lot more questions about you <laughs> or not about you for you but they have to do with different things so i'm, I'm hoping you wouldn't mind if i invited you back sometime in the yeah, future definitely. A, a whole other series of questions i mean it really is fascinating um but before we before we end today's talk i'm from southeast michigan as well and so like i spent some time in, in, nice. in the up uh, and so i'm wondering if you could just explain to people who are not from michigan or haven't spent time in the up 
about these things that are very popular in the UP. I've never actually tried one. I think they're called pasties, but they might be called pasties. So how do you pronounce it? And, and what is it? Definitely not a pasty. Don't say okay. that unless you want to get laughed at and possibly <laughs> slapped. <laughs> um, pasties are awesome. I love them. Um, they're basically like a handheld pie, meat pie, handheld meat pie. I Sorry, I was thinking chicken pot pie. I mean, you could get like chicken pot pie ones, but they're traditional, traditionally like meat and potatoes. Yeah. And it's really interesting if you think back about it. You know, I, I'm an environmentalist, so I like to like see the, you know, where things come from yeah. and how things are back in the day. But, you know, places like the Upper Peninsula, it's winter again, 99 months out of the year. So they they survive on stuff like roots and meats and that's actually more sustainable for them to survive on than like fresh vegetarian food. So, yeah. um, so yeah, it's basically your meat with your roots. Like I, there's this one root in it. That's not potatoes. I'm not sure what it is, but, um, like a radish or something. Yeah. Um, I, I think, is it a rutabaga? Is that? Something? Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All so, right. I don't, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So what that's what they traditionally like. are. Um, I like eating mine with ketchup, but a lot of people made fun of me for eating it with ketchup. Um, if you ever go to Houghton, which is where Michigan Tech is, there's a really good pasty place called Roy's. I think it's just called Roy's. That sounds that's a great name. It's awesome. It has like you have like your um Thanksgiving flavored pasties with like turkey and oh, cranberries cool. that's um, really cool and, and then your roots and then there's like the chicken broccoli ones though i don't think those are like the traditional ones but yeah really good. Usually, i think you're right again i've never tried one it's like beef or yes. i mean maybe deer i don't know there's like a meat yeah. and some, some yeah. root stuff yeah Baked but the peninsula is so amazing it's, it's it, a different world i agree so one of the things um when people are like, oh, what's the most beautiful place that you've been to or traveled? Like, first of all, it's hard to pick, but I would never leave that out of the conversation. It's beautiful up there. I mean, the rocks. Yeah. And the trees, yeah. The water, it's amazing. The only thing I would say is be careful when you go because like roads to places like Silver Mountain don't get plowed because they're dirt roads. So like there's a lot of snow up there. Um, I think it might start being accessible starting like June, but there's so yeah. much snow up there that it takes so long to melt. That's a great point. All right, so don't all rush up there at once. Wait till like July. Go get a yeah. pasty. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Also, so, bug nets. Yeah, Wear bug right. nets on your head. Seriously. Right. What about like those black biting flies they're, they're up there? They're terrible. Like they're the worst. Yeah. One summer I was doing research up there, and I was actually wearing a head net. It actually was. Contrary to what I just said, where head net, but I was doing a multi pitch. There's, there's like two multi pitches at Silver Mountain. That's where I learned okay. how to multi pitch. And as I we were like getting ready to like rappel down, all the black little black, I don't, I think they're like gnats or like noseums. They like flew yeah. into my head net and they were attacking my net. And like they couldn't get out of my head net either. Oh my God. So the next day I had like, all these dots all over my neck and like my grad student advisor was like or what I, I wasn't grad the grad student that was advising me was like are you okay because it oh looked God. like 
I have chicken pox. Make me itch right now. Yeah. So um, wear a lot of bug spray or layers if you don't like bug spray or both because the bugs are terrible up there. Good. That's solid advice. (laughs) So before we go, is there anything that um, like like you want to plug or promote or put a spotlight on or or anything like that? Um, I guess just like you mentioned, check out my Instagram contents. Um, Most of the stuff I put out there is somehow linked on my Instagram. So my Instagram is Lucia in the sky with three Y's. My name's spelled L-U-C-I-A. And um, I love posting photos. Um, I have a lot of great photographer friends, so they help me out with my photos. So thank all of you photographers out there. And um, yeah, I'm just having fun. Oh yeah, I'm also making a YouTube channel. So oh, subscribe good to, to that. I think I'm at like 21 <laughs> subscribers. All right. I'm we're slowly chugging along, but I'm gonna um, find you. <laughs> me and my climbing partners were um it's called Beta Addicts, like B-E-T-A addicts. Um, and we post videos of climbs at the red. And Sweet. I might be adding more stuff on there, like training, because I've been asked a lot about how I train which I'm a I'm not a contrary to what it sounds like I'm actually not an extremely disciplined person I'm just a very stubborn person but I'm trying to get more into training yeah share share it all I mean if, <laughs> if we can take your trajectory I feel like that would be a dream so I just want to thank you um I look forward to talking to you again if I'm ever out at the red um I'm yeah, gonna send a message up. yeah that's awesome I'm at the we'll red yeah thanks a million Thank you.